Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Paul Domowicz and Les Bowen. Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing well. I'm How great. are you guys doing? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Uh, it's been a while since we spoke, obviously, since uh, I guess it was after the draft. And uh, obviously not much to talk about because Eagles OTAs have essentially been canceled. They are doing them virtually, but not nothing on the field and nothing that we can watch. We did speak to Doug Peterson on Tuesday, and while Doug, I guess, didn't really provide much information, uh, I did find it a little interesting, unless you wrote about this, his answer on Jason Peters and as it relates to Andre Dillard. What would you think, Les, of, of what Doug had to say about that situation? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that they do expect Andre Dillard to be the starting left tackle this year, but they're not going to close the door on Jason Peters for a couple reasons. One is that he's one of the great players in the history of the franchise, and you don't want to ever say anything or do anything that would seem disrespectful or you know, dismissive of him. He does want to play, and he hasn't signed anywhere. Also, the other reason is the longer they go without being able to get on the field, the more of a bind Dillard is in. I mean, it's not a great, it's never a great situation to replace a team, one of the team's all time greats, whatever the team, whatever the sport, you're probably not going to be as good as that guy. And certainly when you first step out, there, you're not going to be as good as that guy. And, uh, you know, Andre Dillard that missing all this spring work, it's not a huge deal because he's not a rookie. He was here last year, but it's a big deal. And it gets bigger and bigger as time goes by and they aren't on the field. And if the, if the summer work really gets screwed up, Doug put a lot of emphasis yesterday on, you know, grass time, on getting out there in training camp and really working. You know, it's going to be a much more, I think, uh, intense, uh, uh, detailed training camp than we've seen lately, but just because they didn't have the spring work. And if that gets impinged upon, you know, they might have to reach for Jason Peters just to keep Dillard from having a horrible start to his uh, starting career and fans, you know, writing him off and, you know, turn it, you've written, Jeff, about Andre's mindset and his is kind of maybe perhaps fragile uh, psychology. And, you know, it's uh, it could be a bad situation for Andre here uh, if this doesn't get uh, resolved soon. And I wonder if it would be – I mean, are you really – what are you saying about the kid if, let's say – now, look, you can use the no spring practices and as, as an excuse, but it shouldn't be an excuse for a first-round guy in his second year. And if you were to bring Peters back at some point, sometime during training camp, that would say yeah. all you need to say about Andre Dillard. So I wonder if them keeping the door open is not even the right way to go with Dillard. Um you know, maybe just kind of give him your full vote of confidence. But uh, clearly, them leaving that door open has more to do with just not closing it on one of their all-time greats. Dama, what do yeah. you think? I mean, you've obviously written a lot about the offensive line this offseason as well. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I I just have to believe that, that they would have to be convinced that Andre is just not ready. To, to bring if if they were to bring Jason back. I mean, keep in mind here, this is a guy that under most ideal circumstances had trouble staying healthy. I'm talking about Peters, uh, you know, and he's 38. I mean, I don't know. You can bring him back because you're worried about Dillard, 
I'd be more worried about how many snaps Jason's going to be able to take. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think there's been a decline in his ability, a dramatic one at least, that where 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 you could say he can't do the job at left tackle. It's just that how long can he do the job at left tackle? And then you're back to Andre Dillard, who you basically have said, well, yeah, we had to bring this guy in because we don't have any faith in you. So I have to believe that that they they'd have to be convinced that Andre's not ready. And, and I don't know how you, as Jason Kelsey told us last week, until they put pads on, everything's meaningless as far as, as, as far as Dillard's yeah. concerned right now, because, you know, he's smart enough. He knows what he has to do. It's just a matter of whether, of whether he can get the job done once they put pads on and he's going one-on-one against somebody. Yeah. I, you I know, think the best less. thing that could possibly happen for Andre Dillard is for somebody to sign Jason Peters. Yeah. And just, I don't see that happening. I mean, I, you're not going to sign Jason Peters to be a backup. He doesn't want to be that. Uh, he's not going to sign with a team that's going to be horrible this year. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to do that at age 38. He wants to be a left tackle, starting left tackle for a contending team. And there aren't, you know, oddly enough, there aren't a lot of good teams that don't have left tackles. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, this, this, I don't see this being resolved anytime soon, unfortunately for Andre. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a reason why Jason hasn't been signed yet. And, and I reached out to a GM of a team that needed a left tackle before free agency about their interest in Jason. And all I got back was he's 38. Uh, so, <laughs> and I also heard that he does want 10 million a year, you know, and that was a while ago. Yeah. I haven't checked in lately, but at that time it was a 38 year old tackle who wants $10 million and there, there are no takers for that. Right Jason is the type now. of player at, the, at this stage of his career where it's, you know, you sign in October when you, you're in a, in a disastrous situation because you've just lost your own uh, all pro or pro bowl yeah. left tackle and you've got to, and, and you're a team that's a contender and you, you're, you know, you're out of options and you got to do something. I mean, that's, that's the kind of situations he's look probably going to be looking at. Yeah. And he clearly, wants, he clearly wants to play. I, I think uh, Adam Schefter did some uh, uh, PR work for him and, and tweeted out some video of Jason uh, running through some drills. And, and obviously at this age, he's still a remarkable athlete, but you know, and I'm sure he's doing his work. I mean, Jason's always kind of managed to, even when he didn't show up for OTs, keep himself in peak physical condition mm-hmm. when he would return for the Eagles. So I, I think there's a chance that he will end up on an NFL roster. I'm just not sure if it's the Eagles because I just don't think that they um, want to put themselves in that type of situation with Andre Dellard, as, as you alluded to, Les, that the Eagles are concerned about his mental uh, you know, capabilities to, to compete at this level. Uh, from what I've understood, guys view him as a little bit of a loner. Um, you know, he admitted even after the season that going from a small college town to Philadelphia was an adjustment in terms of the fans and the glare and the, and the media glare. Um, so that I think has to raise, uh, some minor flag, red flags. And at this point, well, Well, I texted with Andre last week and I laid out like, look, you know, what's being said about you. You've read the stories. Uh, I'd really like to talk to you and present your side of things and what you want people to know about you. And, you know, this could be beneficial to you to do this. I wasn't going to say that I was going to write, you know, that he's the greatest left tackle ever just to get him to talk to me. But, you know, I I tried to make a, a case for 
you should you should come out and and say a few things about you know reassure people about who you are and what you're about and he just didn't want to do it yeah <laughs> and i don't you know i don't grade players on what they want to do with the media but it is interesting that he doesn't see any any reason to do something well like I, I can't you know I, i'm not going to disagree with him on that i mean if i got a guy calling me and saying you know everybody's talking bad about you you really need to get on a, on a zoom call with the media and and, t- and and no i didn't say zoom call i didn't see talk to me well either either uh, way i mean I, I if i'm a if i'm in his situation i i, I really i mean you, you obviously feel differently but i would not feel compelled to to have to go out and defend myself yeah, well, I, I mean, but this and, side to it, uh, you know, uh, to back up Lesko a little bit on this. I mean, this this is how he approached his first year it was with the media. And yeah. look, this is, it isn't all about us. I never really I never feel that way. And I, I think all of us will agree that um, about our jobs. But it, it, we are an extension, certainly, of how the city views the Eagles and the obsession with it. And if you can't handle that and you struggle it's yeah. it's not going to go well, and it wasn't just it wasn't just even after he played. It was it was before that too as well, and I think he's a shy guy and he certainly likes to keep to himself. But as you guys recall, during training camp, he got into a a little bit of a brouhaha with on with excuse me Derek Barnett and a couple other players in in, in what was supposed to be a light practice. He went hard, and to his credit, he went hard. But he mostly, he broke down on the field uh, to the point where Doug and Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman had to kind of comfort him. And um, it, that was, uh, I think we got a little bit of, of a peek behind the curtain there. And it happened out in the field. And after that, he, he didn't want to talk. And even after the, the game, when we finally did get around to him, he didn't want to talk about it. I, I guess I can understand that as well. But I feel it's always best in Philadelphia to get out ahead of stuff. And yeah. if you're going to take that approach, look again, Jason Peters was never really particularly uh, <laughs> friendly with the media. Um, right. and, but he had a record. He was an all pro. He could do that. Right. You know, Andre Dillard, you got to go out there and prove it. And if you don't, and you struggle, especially coming in to replace an, a hall of fame left tackle, it's going to be a battle. And we saw that with, with, and I, I don't want yeah. mean to compare him to Danny Watkins, but that was the guy who was not, ready for the for the you know for the spotlight well it's not a big deal and again i won't evaluate a player on how he treats me but i what's the downside to saying hey philadelphia i'm a competitive guy i'll i can do this job you know it'll be okay you know i learned a lot last year and you know i'm ready to i'm ready to do this yeah i I just don't see what would what that what what the harm would be there but and one thing just to bring up about him too and jay you know we we've heard this before and uh, he's talked about it and jason kelsey alluded to it last week is is he has the physical ability to play left tackle the nfl i think that's very clear he's got great feet he's quick he's got good hands the strength thing was an issue and I'm sure he's working out. And I felt like even last year, you could see his body kind of changing as the season went along. But I always said all along, you just kind of seemed on the smaller side for a left tackle. Yeah. You need to get bigger. And the issue with that is that these, you know, while they're doing the virtual workouts and, and you can certainly get bigger on your own, you, you don't have, it's certainly, this is not the same as being at the Novicar complex and working out with right. a world-class strength and strength, uh, strength and conditioning program. Yeah. Doug did say yesterday that they do spend time 
I think he, he, he Doug did our interview. He also did one with Dave Spadaro. And he went more into detail with Spadero. He had more time, uh, curiously enough, uh, <laughs> to talk to Spadero about uh, what they're doing. And so these guys are talking to the strength and conditioning people a couple times a week, and they have to tape their or video, yeah, take videos of their workouts and send them back to the strength and conditioning people to be critiqued. You know, and I don't know if everybody's doing that. And you know, the whole thing is voluntary, but. Uh, you know, uh, there is some some work being done here, but it is not the same no. thing as you said. Uh, how many guys have, you know, the equipment at home to to do that? Um, there's obviously you can do anything. There's a million things you can do at home, but it's it's not the same as having all that at your uh, fingertips at the Novacare complex. So uh, just to transition here to typically, obviously, we would have started covering practices next week. The first uh the first day of phase three probably would have been the Tuesday after Memorial Day. And, Domo, I don't want you to kind of give away to all your story, but you're writing about what the effect of not having these practices will have on the rookies. They would have had rookie minicamp, I guess, maybe over a week ago, three days of rookie minicamp. Yeah. And who, who are the guys you think it's going to affect the most out of that class? Well, I mean, I think it's going to, uh, as Kelsey pointed out a couple of weeks ago, I mean, he mentioned the rookies, the the young guys, like second-year players like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who, you know, I mean, that's that's that sec that first off season after your rookie years is when you you, you a lot of these guys they expect them to take a, a big jump, um, you know, they're not able to do that, and also the free agents, Darius Slays, the you know, I mean, he's a veteran, but all these guys that you know that the, they have, I I, I compare. There's a there's a comp here to 2011, the 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 lockout year, to a certain degree, um, you know, because those guys, there was a draft, free agency didn't happen until after the lockout ended in August uh, or late July, but essentially, you know, it was a situation where you didn't have spring workouts that year either. Uh, ironically enough, that was the year Jason Kelsey. That was one of the worst drafts the Eagles probably have had in their history, aside from Jason, who ended up be- being named the starter and having you know a terrific season and career. But it was a difficult year for rookies uh, because because they that they didn't have the benefit of the you know all the learning they got in the spring, and in, in their case, they didn't even have playbooks to look at until the last minute. Um, right. This year, at least these guys are getting some mental reps with this this whole virtual thing. They've you know they've got playbooks to look at, but all of that is not the same as being on the on the on the field and, and taking reps. Uh, you know, in talking to to uh, Jalen Rager's uh, uh, college coach uh, a couple of weeks back, you know, he said, "Geez, I hope I hope the guy gets to throw catch some passes at some point from Carson Wentz." You know, because it just yeah, you got to develop some chemistry if the guy's going to have an impact this year. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe Carson. You know, I don't. I, I maybe Carson's going to take take them out to North Dakota, but I think everybody's afraid to travel, even if North Dakota's open. Uh, so there's a very yeah. good chance that none of these guys are going to get on the field until sometime in July. And, yeah, and, and you're not going to have an idea, well, uh, really, as Doug alluded to, what these rookies are capable of until you get them uh, that grass time i mean one quick story if you guys in, in damo you already alluded to 2011 
you know, they didn't have the rookies until that first practice. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe Banner is the one who told me this. Well, it was Joe. Uh, after the first practice, when they came back, remember they had the rookies first? Or did they have everybody first? I forget. It was one of the first two, one or two practices. Maybe it was like the first practice with the full team. And Watkins was out there, and he just was just completely lost, looked terrible. And Hanny came into Joe's office at at, uh, at the at Lehigh and said, "The kid can't play." <laughs> first practice, he said, "The kid can't play," yeah. <laughs> and he's never going to play. And Banner was like, "You know, sometimes Andy would get down on players really quickly." And he's like, "No, it's too early. Come on, it's too early." Blah blah blah. And it ended up being true. The kid couldn't play. Yeah. Uh, so and they didn't they didn't find that out until August. Uh, and you know we all know what happened in that regard. Um, so that and I, I kind of wrote a little bit about how that I feel like wide receiver is is obviously the glamour spot of the spring. You, you, the, the, they, those types of players can really shine because there is no contact and and oftentimes. I think that's the one position where you can kind of get a a little bit of an idea of whether this player can play at this level. I remember certain guys, you see them and you're like, oh, my God, Marvin McNutt. I remember he couldn't get off the line slow as molasses. They're like, this guy can't do it. Uh, Shelton Gibson dropping passes. Now, conversely, remember Macklin, we said, oh, boy, this kid can can play. Uh, Jordan Matthews, the same thing. We're like, okay, this kid, this kid can do it, you know. So I felt like if we got to see – if we had a chance to see Reger for those first uh, few weeks, we would have gotten an idea of, at least of whether he had, you know, the speed, uh, the hands t- to compete right. at this level. Yeah. You know, it, you go back to draft night, uh, something that uh, Doug said, and, he, you know, he just volunteered this quickly when we asked him about, you know, about, uh, about the rookies and the, the impact they might have this year. And, and he quickly said – you know, this is the kind of year where we're going to have to rely on veterans. And he specifically mentioned two guys, Deshaun and Greg Ward, ironically enough. Uh, you know, guys that, I mean, that, yeah. that this, you know, he, he, I don't think he's going to be going into this training camp in July or August or whenever the hell it is, uh, thinking, you know, we're going to get a lot from this rookie class. And I, th- I think he's going to be thinking well, that we need to tinker with what we got and, and hope guys stay healthy and we and we we get better production from them and that well that's what calls in the question the not getting a receiver in free agency and i knew there weren't a lot of great right. options there but they didn't get anybody to kind of cover the potential you know that and they knew everything was they knew that the offseason was in jeopardy they knew that the you know the way the offseason was going to fall that the rookies are going to have a tough time coming in and contributing right away. And you have your two top guys, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffries, a complete question mark, coming back off injury, both plus 30. And, you know, your Marquise Goodwin, another guy who's oft injured, is the one really veteran that you, you brought in. But question mark there, wide receiver is still an issue to me. And you're, you're really kind of gambling here on Deshaun staying healthy for all 16. Again, Alshon Jeffrey, I don't, I still don't think he's going to be in the roster. Maybe they have to do it. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, as, as you re- alluded to, Doug, I mean, Adamo, is still, we don't know about him. Les, what do you make a wide receiver? What's going to happen there? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
an interesting sidelight in that regard. Uh, we were talking about Carson Wentz not having a chance to work with these guys. Well, guess who figured out a way around yeah. the rules? Tommy Brady. A fellow named Tom Brady uh, showed up at dawn a couple days ago on a private prep school, high school field in Tampa with uh, like seven or eight uh, of his teammates. Uh, they were not wearing masks. They were not socially distancing from the pictures I saw in the Tampa Bay Times. And the NFL, when it was asked about this, said, well, as long as they're adhering to the local uh, standards, which they're in Florida. Anything so, goes. You know, yeah. God knows what local standards are. But apparently, Hillsborough County, actually, I looked into this. There were some standards that they might have been violating, but nobody's <laughs> going to do anything about it. Uh, meanwhile, Carson Wentz has no ability to do this, as far as we know. Uh, you guys mentioned, yeah, he might be able to charter private jets or something and get guys out to North Dakota, but uh, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, you know, it's uh, and and I think this is the when they reopened some of the facilities and the Eagles weren't allowed to reopen. I didn't think that was a big deal because they weren't really letting coaches and players back in and. It was 50% of office staffs and things like that. But when you get to the point where you have some teams with guys working on the field together and some teams aren't, I, I think that's something the league ought to take an interest in. <laughs> I just don't think that's a good idea. And I, don't, I can't imagine anybody else in the league well, is real just, happy with that. Well, it's just players rehabbing, right? No, these no, I, I don't mean Bra I don't mean Brady. No, the players with uh, with Brady, uh, the only the... no, no, but no, it's across the league that you can't right, except go for players facility. that are rehabbing. But right, right, yeah, now that's not an issue. But Tom Brady gathered yeah. his receivers but I'm, together. But I'm assuming in the next early. couple of weeks, as 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 states open up, we're going to see a lot of that. The problem here, the problem here is. Yeah, you know, aside from Delaware, Jersey and Pennsylvania are going to be the last states to uh, to completely open up where, right. where there's going to be a high school field you could go with with the whiteouts and and the fact that most of them are spread out right now all over the country and nobody wants to get on a plane so that's going to be difficult. I don't know how Brady got his group together. I don't know if they were guys that were already down there before uh, you know before the whole thing, but you know, I yeah, yesterday yesterday when we were talking to Doug. His comment was, I'm preparing as if we're going to be back in our building by training camp. <laughs> That's a, well, yeah. by mid-July. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, he may be preparing that way, but I'm sure there's a lot of people in the U.S. building preparing for alternative, uh, <laughs> alternative uh, practice areas, practice times, et cetera. I mean, they have to – everything has to be on the table at this point. And, you know, I, I from what I understand that, some of those teams that are that are in New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania, there's an option that they'll have to have camp away from home. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, right now, and I guess obviously you can transition to what we think is going to happen. I mean, it, it's tough to say. We don't have a crystal ball. Everything is rapidly changing, uh, week in and week out. With states now pretty much all at this point uh, lifting orders on stay at home. Uh, some more than others, uh, you know, there could be a little bit of a spike in the number of, uh, you know, virus, uh, coronavirus uh, cases. Um, uh, do we, I guess I'll pull bo both of you first. 
do you think the Eagles will have training camp on let's say July twenty eighth is the is the date they start? They're supposed to start. Do you think they'll have practices that day? I think they might be doing something. I don't know if we'll be there, and I don't know if uh, you know it will be the kind of practice that we're used to seeing. But I, I think they'll be together by then. I, at least that's my guess. I. You know, I have no way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, you know, I, I always thought that what they would end up doing is maybe somehow merging OT, an, a, a week or two of OTAs right before training camp. You know, you get the mental installs uh, out of yeah. the way and then take them right into into pads. Um, and that still may happen. The, the confusing thing that that I don't quite understand is, you know, you look at the Eagles, why they insisted and uh, they still insist on having this preseason where they've got teams flying around, you know, the Eagles open with, with the Colts and the dolphins on the road when, you know, that's, that sacrifices days. These guys could be learning. Uh, Maybe, maybe they'll end up eating that, but that's money. I mean, that's money that the owners don't want to lose the the preseason games. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. uh, But, you know, as and it's, it, you know, before you got on, last Jeff and I were talking about, you know, this everything timing wise has worked out really terrific for the NFL thus far, as far as they got their Super Bowl in before yes. everything fell apart uh, with the with uh, COVID nineteen, and they were able to they were able to conduct the agency and get that out of the way. They were able to do their draft. Um, they even had and, the combine. They, you know, they they probably are going to be able to get their season underway at some point. But what you're seeing and what what they probably are really worried about right now is, you know, there's all this talk about a surge in in December and January. You've got colleges that are now talking about mm-hmm. go, starting college in August so they can be done by Thanksgiving before the flu season. Um, you know, this could end up eventually catching the uh, NFL on the back end and, and destroying their season. Uh, so it's going you know, that's a good point. I'm sure they have a contingency plan for that, like everything else, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, that's why I thought that Damo and I mean, we mentioned this brief briefly before Les came on. That's why I felt like, you know, there's been talked if they weren't going to be ready by September, they'd have something in place by mid October that would allow them to have the Super Bowl at least by the end of February. Mm-hmm. But I think with the potential for, uh, you know, late fall, early winter surge it behooves them to start september 13th yeah start as early as you can with when the weather's still warm and and people are still outside Mm -hmm. and and obviously that means having training camp start by mid-july as well yeah even if without right but the big question the the big question is testing as it's been nationally and what happens when someone either be a player a coach a trainer someone who works in the building becomes positive with COVID-19 yeah (laughs) do you quarantine the entire team do you you know what happens if Carson Wentz gets the coronavirus after week one Mm -hmm. right you know Alan Sills the uh, NFL's chief medical officer uh, had a conference call yesterday apparently and he talked about stuff like yeah. that, but he kind of talked in circles. He he said that they, you know, they have they've reached agreement with the NFLPA on a broad, you know, broad perspective, and 
that they do expect people to test positive after they gather, which to me implied that they won't be yeah. disbanding. Right. If, you know, if somebody tests positive, that they'll try to treat this person. And I don't know what the hell they'll do with all the people that this person came in contact with. But, you know, I, I, I just can't imagine how that's going to work. They'll test uh, everybody, I guess. You know, they, they won't quarantine everybody, but they'll test, ev- yeah. they'll test everybody. And, you know, the, yeah. obviously the question is, why should the NFL get all this testing when the general public still doesn't have enough? Well, but, but there'll be two other leagues right. doing that before we, we had, we asked that question to the NFL. So, uh, and I think that's one. of Yeah. I really yeah. think they're waiting for that, Damo. That's a really good point. I think they're waiting to see how it works with, you know, baseball or whoever comes back yeah. first, basketball, hockey. Uh, and yeah. they're going to take. You know, I mean, a part of the thing here is like, what do you do with, I mean, they're going to be guys that test positive. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be fine. So, do you, yeah. but do you still put them? You know, if you're testing everybody anyway, like almost every right. day, do you just not do anything yeah. until you know you got a player that's sick, and then tell him he's got to go away for 14 days, or until you know he's the virus uh, is out of his system, or you know. Uh, yeah who knows just... well they're gonna they're gonna have to expand rosters the practice squad guys yeah. i mean they're gonna have they're gonna have to be eligible to be able to play yeah any sunday um there's gonna have to be a lot of changes i think that are going to be implemented yeah. before the start of the season but i've always said that the nfl being the nfl they're gonna find a way to make this work yeah. <laughs> and the players while they may some may you know complain or gripe Every they always kind of came. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, look at to the owners. Look at the talk. I mean, who would have thought uh, even two weeks ago that we'd hear talk about surgical of them trying to find ways to put surgical masks in inside the face masks of helmets? Uh, I mean, yeah. So they're look as ridiculous as that they're, is. They're trying. They're trying everything. So you're right. They're, I mean, they're bound. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're they are not going to sacrifice a season's worth of TV revenue. Well. I guess that means that at least yep. we'll have something to write about. <laughs> well, the, the question is how close will we be to the action? <laughs> yeah. The stories will not be as good. I'm yeah. sorry, fans. Um, but you know, I don't know. We got a job to do. We'll still do it. Absolutely. Right. Do it from home. Or... Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, go ahead, Les. Yeah. The fans might be interested in the fact that the Eagles are doing these uh, zoom things with various figures. It was Doug Peterson Tuesday. And the way that works is there's a bunch of us on this call, and but there's a moderator. And unlike our, our press sessions at NovaCare, where we all yell our questions out and, you know, whoever yells the loudest gets to ask a question, uh, they, they take, we take turns. And you only get one shot. And a lot of us, you know, some days you don't get any shot. Some, you know, that's about 20 minutes is all they have uh, for some reason. And uh, it's, uh, it's a very... Uh, it's a difficult process for us in a lot of ways. I know people don't care about that, but it affects the the amount of information you're yeah. getting, the follow-up follow questions. questions. It'll, ma- uh, it'll matter when there's you know, important things, like things to ask during seasons, when yeah. games are, you know, right. when you really have to fo- ask quite tough questions about uh, decisions that are being made by Doug during the course of a game. Because um, I don't think we're going to be – uh, And we've had a few instances where – somebody asked a really good question that got like a real flat nonsense answer and we just went right on to something else you know and that's and that i felt real bad for the reporter in that case because you're not going to get 
That's yeah. It. You know, it, it's, it's going <laughs> to be done. very interesting. Like you said, people don't really care about how we do our job. But, you know, and baseball will kind of give us a, 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 an idea of how they're, these teams are going to approach it. Like, is the press box going to be accessible? Uh, our play, I mean, our, where, where are writers going to be allowed to go? Where are reporters going to be allowed to go? How close are they going to be al- allowed to get to players in interviews, assuming that we're not going to be doing everything by Zoom? Uh, you know, uh, I, I was mentioning to, to Jeff before we went on, the, the the media house at 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 the, the Novacare complex, which houses the media, is pretty much uh, antiquated now with social distancing. I mean, there's no way they can use that. Uh, so I don't know, you know, right. God knows how we're, we do our job, whether we're allowed to travel. Uh, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be a whole new world. Yeah, whether I mean, yes. just to throw in last thing too, whether we're able to watch practices. I know a lot of fans love the practice observations and we're you know we might not we're not going to have a really good idea about this team until we see him probably i mean i'm assuming maybe that may happen maybe they will allow us in the practice but if they don't it's going to be hard to have a really good gauge on on the team until the start of the season which is which is fine everyone's going to be dealing with it as well but uh it's just it's gonna be a new world and we'll have to navigate it and we will continue to navigate it and we'll continue to do it here on the podcast the bird's eye view podcast uh Guys, thanks for joining us again, and uh, everyone listening uh, at home, continue to do so. We'll have hopefully uh, one here in the next week or two or so before we break for the summer, I guess, assuming there's going to be um, <laughs> a break. <laughs> and uh, thanks, guys. That's yeah. the first of your podcast. We'll talk to you next Stay time. Stay safe, guys. Take care.